You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, welcome again. This is Mike. This is Kevin. And we're here to bore you to death or or make you laugh? Thrill you. Thrill you. Okay. One or the other. Okay. All right. Uh, we had a little problem with the intro music. We finally got that to play right. This may or may not turn out okay. If you have a question or a comment for us, push one on your dial on your phone. That'll put you in the queue so we know you got a question. Don't push it twice because if you do, you erase yourself and then you're gone forever. We have um, the last of our planned subjects tonight. Uh, we had 26 of them, and this apparently is the last one of the planned subjects. i got to say, it's nice that we've had planned subjects, but it seems to only really matter in the first minute of the show. Yeah, just when we're talking about it, because nobody else cares. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We don't care what you talk about either. All right. Um, so this one is on vibrations. Now, typically, vibrations come from two sources the drive lines, or the front end. Drive line vibrations tend to show up in the seat and feet of the operator. These can originate in any component in the drive line, including the vibration damper at the front end of the engine, all the way through the tires at the drive axle. Improper wheel or tire mounting, lack of balance in the tires, rims, or drums, loose wheel bearings, incorrect ride height, and on and on the litany goes, and the possibilities are. The one thing I have never been able to solve a driveline vibration with a wheel alignment. We can fix it by fixing the other problems, but a wheel alignment doesn't fix a driveline vibration. On the other hand, front end vibrations first show up in the steering wheel. As the vibration gets worse, the whole cab can shake, but it will start in the steering wheel. These vibrations tend to run in three speed ranges for 19.5 through 24.5 size tires. If the vibration starts at speeds over 60 miles an hour, the cause tends to be a lack of balance in the spinning assembly. Proper balancing, properly balancing the wheel, tire, drum, and hub normally solves this complaint. Errors concur here if you only balance the tire and the rim, because if the drum's out of balance, that didn't do me any good. Vibrations that start at speeds under 40 miles an hour and then get worse the faster you drive tend to come from out-of-round tire wheel assemblies. Very few quality tires today are manufactured out-of-round. However, the tire can be installed on the rim off-center, or the rim can be installed on the hub off-center, which will produce an out-of-round condition. In addition, an improperly installed drum can cause an intermittent drag, which will wear the tire out-of-round. Improper toe or drive axle alignment can also cause a tire to drag sideways, creating an irregular pattern that can evolve into an out-of-round condition. Between the 40 and 60 mile an hour speed, their vibrations are a product of conflicts in the dynamic positioning of the tires. I'm going into big words here. We're going to have to quit this. Below 45 miles an hour, this depends on the exact size of the tire, the negative drag on the tires is the dominant factor holding the tire stable. The negative drag is trying to pull the tires out 
Above that speed, centrifugal force causes the spinning tire to become the dominant factor. The negative drag force at lower speeds wants to move the tire toward toe out, while centrifugal force wants to move the tire to a zero toe. If there's any disagreement between these two forces, a vibration can manifest itself during its acceleration up to about 55 or 58 miles an hour. It will not normally be present when you decelerate through the speed range, though. It only does it during acceleration. If the vibration is present both during acceleration and deceleration, then there's usually a problem with the kingpin. A bad thrust bearing in the bottom of the kingpin or improper lubrication can cause a stutter during the toe change that results in this vibration as you accelerate and then again as you decelerate. Vibrations or shakes that come out of hitting bumps in the road tend to be suspension or steering gear issues. Air in the hydraulic steering gear, fatigue springs, improper use of caster wedges are common problems for this. All right, there's a discussion of vibrations. What do you know that we care about? No, what do you know that I care about? Not much, huh? Not a whole lot. <laughs> Okay, well, we do have uh, a few people up here that want to ask questions. And tell me, what is the first area code we're going to put into the game of where you're calling from? Well, it's 716. I'm like like Daffy Duck. I cannot tell a lie. I looked it up. (laughs) Oh, well, that was him, too. But I watched the cartoons. I don't read books. Uh, It's Western New York. Buffalo. I would prefer to think Jamaica, but we've got Buffalo today. I'll take Indiana. You'll take Indiana? All right, good. Let's look it up and see where he's actually from. Hello there. Hello, hello. How you doing? We're doing well. Good. What part of Jamaica are you from? Oh, we we come from the east side, man. The east side, man. <laughs> Far out. So what can we do for you tonight? I actually called to uh, give an update on something I called about a couple weeks ago about my truck not wanting to turn to the left. And my fix is a good news, bad news situation. They usually are. Yes. Well, the good news is is it costs me nothing to fix it. That's an excellent news. Yes. Um, what it wound up being is the, uh, that little turn stop that actually, the, that bolt that goes into the, the knuckle that hits the axle itself to keep it from turning such, uh, such a distance. Yeah. The steering it stop, was, right. Yeah. It was actually out further on the left side than it was on the right side. So I took it off, pulled everything out. And now this thing turns like a champ. Awesome. I'm glad it's something simple. Yep, and the bad news is, is that the shops don't get my money. But that's good news. No, no, no. <laughs> shops getting your money. They've got plenty. Of they got plenty. Yeah, they'll make their boat payments. Um, oh yeah. Now, you're, now, you're now, talking about an an argument about imbalances. What is that? No, I'm five ounces. No, I'm six ounces. And then they start to get the uh, fighting with each other. Is that is that what the vibration is? No. What what happens at at low speeds? <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. I'm five, I'm six. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
playing that one. <laughs> I don't know. If the- <laughs> we had we um, had a uh, a truck up in Canada that was having real bad vibration, and it turned out that the drum never got balanced when it was new. And when they changed the, the brakes, they changed the drum. Nobody paid attention. And then he had this terrible vibration up over 50 miles an hour. And the drum was 34 ounces out of balance. Holy Chrysler. Yeah. No, it doesn't happen often, but it can happen. Yep. Yep. Cool stuff. Now, now I have yeah. to ask, did, did we suggest the steering stop as a problem, or did we completely miss that? No, uh, you guys suggested to look at the leaf springs, just about everything else, but uh, I actually got in a conversation with, I got into a conversation with a driver, and he had made mention of it and then actually pointed it out. And then the, the following day, I just got stopped for the day, took out the tools, undid it, squirted it up away, and started working the steering wheel, figure out, woohoo, two and a half, two and a quarter turns each way. Fabulous. I love it. I'm glad to hear that. That That's good news. That's good news. All right. Anything can happen, and you got to look at the simple stuff first. Yeah. Cheap stuff. Too. I agree. Yeah. Okay, well, thank simple. you very much. We like you. All and right. you guys have a great yeah. day. You do the same. Bye-bye. Okay, that so was, uh, you guessed wrong and I guessed right. New Jamaica. New Jamaica, West New York. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? Or 703. 703. I should know 703. It should be right next door to the last one. What was the last one? It was, uh, 716. Yeah, see the next door neighbors. Oh, close. The numbers are, oh, yeah. Well, see, that's the way zip codes work. The zip codes work from east to west across the United yeah, States. Zero to nine. Yeah, but the the phone area codes, they just pot them in any place they feel like, yeah. just to keep you guessing. All right, in that case, I'm going to try Arizona. Well, I'll go with uh, Indiana. Until You're going to go with Indiana until you get one, huh? <laughs> okay. Hello there. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hear you? Me? I can hear you. Whoa. Where, where are you from? Northern Virginia, 703. Virginia. So you were almost a neighbor to that guy from New York. <laughs> he was far on the map. Yeah, it's only an inch on the map. <laughs> so what's up, buddy? I got a 07 International on my drive tire. The uh, first axle on the inside tire is uh, wearing on the inside and it happened on the old tires. I put in new shock, checked the wheel bearings, got in alignment, put on new virgin tires, and it's starting to wear again. Okay, now I got to ask you, who checked the bearing and how did they check it? Well, they didn't do it. I took it into a TA and he put a, a bar there and, and said it's not it's not loose. He says so that that wasn't done properly. Oh no, that won't find it. What what he probably just took a bar, jacked up one side, shoved the bar in through the handholes and tried to pry on it, or he shoved the bar underneath the tire and just tried to lever it, and the force is being applied the wrong way. The best way okay. I've seen to apply the force to the tires, you jack up one side like he did, get it about an inch off the ground, 
And what you want is a regular old-fashioned tire iron with one end bent and the other end straight. And on the bent end, there's a big lump of metal that would hook on the rim when you're prying tires off. You put a socket on the ground, like a, a 15, 16 deep socket, lay it on the ground, put the pipe ran, or put the pry bar over the top of it so that big lump of metal kind of straddles it. And then if you push down on the end of the bar, it'll push straight up on the tire and it'll go clunk, clunk, clunk if the bearings are loose. It's a fulcrum, but you've had it's a lot more strength than just. And it directs the force straight, straight up, up instead of at an angle. Right. right. Now that's one way to do it. That's the way we like to do it. The second way to do it is they actually have to take the axle shaft out, take the lock nut off, and then I want them torquing that inner nut to 75 foot-pounds and don't back it off. What you're going to end up doing, if it's, I mean, obviously it's something you should do whether or not you find that it, uh, there's any play on the outside. Kevin, Kevin finds a lot of times you've got to tighten the nut up anyway, even if you don't find it. It's time, because if you've got a Peterbilt or a Kevin, Because they got the sleeves in it, yeah. And and normally that's what causes the cupping wear on the inside edge on one. Okay, now, there's still a still it's, the, it's still the loose wear in there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I got a ninety percent chance the bearing's loose. Right. Okay. Okay. Now there is a video on our website. You can go to the mdalignment.com dot com mm -hmm. website. You can go to the video library, and there's a video on bearings, and it will show you physically mm -hmm. with a video. How we adjust, how we check the bearing, and how we adjust them. Okay, thank uh, you. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a good day. All right, thank you. Thanks. Bye bye. Now, do you have another comment to make on that? Well, yeah. Um, other than a bearing, the, the the things that we figure would cause that kind of inside edge wear, uh, like say the axle flights. Mm -hmm. Would occur on both sides of the axle. Yeah, normally it'll happen on both sides of the axle. You just can't flex one half. Well, there are certain cases I've seen where the inside of the left front tire on the front drive axle will cup before the inside of the right side of the same axle. Right. Okay. But that's not to say that the right side would never cut. Yeah, the right side will cup. And he indicated he's just had one wheel do it. He replaced he the tires, tires, did all this stuff, and it still did it again. Right. But I don't think anybody fixed the bearing. I think his bearing's still loose. Really? Yeah. Please, yeah. please go to somebody on our list if uh, if you can't get anybody to listen to you. Or, or look at the video. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> what do we got now? Uh, 406. 406. You know that. Do we? Yeah, it's Montana. Montana? Yeah. Okay. You're taking Montana? Yeah. All right. I'm going to take Jamaica then because I uh, love Jamaica. 406. A load air? Well, you're way off of Jamaica. I am. Well, I'm you hoping. are. It, well, yeah, you can, you can keep hoping. How about Jamaica in January? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm it, there. It is Montana. Yes, it is Montana. Yes, cool. it is. What's up? Well, I've got an 06 Western Star, and I've got your books. I've done wheel alignments on every truck I've owned since I've had your books. They're awesome. This one has a Hendrickson Air Ride front suspension. I'm sorry. And I'm confounded. Uh, you're sorry? Uh, I'm sorry, too. <laughs> what is, first of all, how do I, what points do I use to measure to make sure the axle is straight because there's no grease certs in the uh, front uh, spring bushings? 
And what's the, what's the trick? Because uh, I'm not having any luck getting this thing to go straight down the road. Okay, first of all, if you can get it to go straight down the road, it'll probably be the first Hendrickson Air Ride that did. Okay? Okay. Second of all, normally that axle does not shift front to back out of a square. What that axle tends to do when the bolts get loose is the axle physically slides sideways out to the right and out to it, the left. Yes, and that's exactly okay. what it was. And I and I straightened it out from side to side. And then I took, uh, just like your book shows, but there's no grease search, so I hung the uh, plumb lines on the actual front bushing, and the front bushings were all wore out, so I... I Put new bushings in there. In fact, I drilled it out. I put uh, um, shims in there. I mean, it's tight now in the front. It's straight. I, I use, like I say, use the front hangers because there's no grease dirt to straighten right. up the axle. And then I did the alignment and be damned if I, I mean, it just will not go completely straight down the road. Okay. So let's forget about setback. I think you've solved that. You've centered the axle side to side. You've got yes, it as square as you so the question yes. is, what's causing the truck to pull to the right now? Um, well, um, but no, that's just it. It's not really pulling to the right. It's it's almost pulling. I, I can't say it's pulling to the left, but oh, it just I can't get it. it floats. I, I can't get it to pull. I can, yeah, it floats. I can't get it to pull to the right. With the air right under the front, you've got a land yacht. Have you ever driven a boat in the water? <laughs> yes, I have. That's a good description. You've got a land yacht. They will not drive stable and straight. It will float. It'll do a little of this way and a little of that way, and you're constantly correcting, and that's the nature of an air ride front suspension. Okay, so you're, you're saying this is as good as this going to get. Exactly. Enjoy the soft ride, because that's the benefit <laughs> they were trying to get. Right. Okay, well, then they, it, I... I I'm not glad that that's the, the result, but I'm glad that I wasn't doing anything wrong. So, there is, see, that's a good news, bad news deal. That is, another one. <laughs> you fixed it up, it's good. Uh, but, oh, well, you know what? Then I, the hell with it. I'm going to go to Jamaica in January, not worry about it. Be seeing you there, man. <laughs> All right, have, have a good one. Hey, love your program. Your books are awesome. Thank you, sir. You have a great day. Bye-bye. All right, you do. Bye. All right. Yeah, Jamaica. We, should we do that? Should we say, yeah, we do have a couple of books that you could buy. If you have it. Uh, we, 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 we could tell them that we've got this new product in a bottle. <laughs> that if you buy this and drink it, you will quit worrying about how your truck's handling. It's <laughs> <laughs> not FDA approved. Please go get a uh, take it if you might have to. Uh, take a, yeah, take don't a, take your DOT test right after you drink it. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's called snake oil. <laughs> we got snake oil. All right, cool. What do we got next? Uh, Six o two area. I'm gonna go back to Arizona. I like uh, you. You really hung up on Indiana. You got one of them. You got a girlfriend over there or something? Huh? You got a girlfriend there? No, no, no. Hello there. Hi, it's Arizona. Got one. Woo! <laughs> What's up, buddy? Oh, not too much. I put eight new drive tires on my truck, and I want to know. Got a what? And it got squirrely. 
No, I'm loaded too heavy. <laughs> no, right. uh, about balancing them. Oh, I love balancing okay. them. It's a good idea. Good idea. Centromatics. Okay. Yeah, buy those hula hoop rings that you can bolt in between the wheels to balance them. If you don't want to buy those, those, you can you hate those things. Okay, you can buy counteract the beads that go inside the tires. That'll balance them. Uh, you How can do much spin do you balance. Put in each car. Uh, is what a place I usually go to spin balance them is too far out of route. Yeah, and and the problem with the problem with spin balancing the tire and rim is you don't balance the drum and the hub. Okay. And, and well, that's what they do, the spin. drum, the hub, everything on the truck, and uh, they, they true the tire, too, but before they even start. Oh, well, in this case, you really polishing it up, right. Yeah, so as far as what you put in the drive tires, if you're running 22.5 or 24.5s? 24.5. 24.5s. I think it's 14 ounces, but they'll have a chart. Wherever you buy these from, will have a chart to tell you the correct amount in each tire. Okay. Okay. And and that all that, that really and it really does help. Yep. Oh yeah. Right. I, whenever I did get them balanced before, it made a difference to the world. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good stuff. And what you do for balance is, to me, it's uh, pretty much exactly like uh, what the dentist tells me about floss. Yeah. So whether you know, it doesn't matter if you're getting the wax for the unwaxed or the hinge or the plane, just as long as you're actually flossing. Yeah. yeah. All righty. I appreciate it. Well, buddy, you have yourself a great day and drive safe. Thanks. Bye. Arizona, I guessed right. I don't know why 602 stuck in my head, but it did. Or maybe it's just because I had Arizona on my mind. Oh, I recognize the next one, too. You do? Yes. I I don't know all why, but I remember this one. You remember this one? It's 321. Oh, Cape Canaveral, yep. where they launch things from. Yep. I remember that yeah. one. Right. I wonder if it's the same guy. I don't know. Let's find out. Scott, I can't there might be more than two people in Cape Canaveral. Hello there. How you doing? Are you there? We're doing good. You? Good, good. No, it's not the same guy. The last guy uh, was my brother-in-law. Oh, he's <laughs> your brother-in-law. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. I got a bunch of questions for you, but we'll just, we'll just start with uh, two of them, and I'll just uh, you know hit the rest of them up. I got a '99 Bobo. Oh boy! And uh, I look in the uh, I open the driver's door and I look at the uh, you know the, the rear end weight, and all it says is D four hundred four slash four hundred five. I call Volvo, give them the VIN number, and they say it's like seventy six thousand pounds total weight between the two axles. Doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. That's bull. A 404 and a 405 are Dana numbers for their diff housings. Okay? They are 20,000 pounds per axle, 40,000 pound pair. Okay? The 404 is a 9, the 405 is an 11 millimeter thick. Doesn't change the weight capacity of the axle. Now, if you're running a normal uh, 99 Volvo with a normal set, between the two drive axles, legally in the U.S., you can run 34,000 pounds on the pair for the bridge laws, okay? But but that's okay. a 40,000 pounds. Okay. The reason I was asking about that, I just switched over uh, two days ago to super singles. 
Um, mm-hmm. I got the 445s on there. Uh, they're two-inch offsets, um, so I was told to flip them. So I went ahead and flipped them, but I was just curious if my axles were big enough to actually run them the proper way, or am I still going to have axle flex? It depends on whether you have the 404 or the 405. Now, the 404, and either one in the final analysis is going to say no, because it's not the diff housing, it's going to be the bearing. Okay? Here's the problem. With a zero offset rim on a super single, you're putting the weight of directly between the two bearings on the spindle. So the weight is equally carried on both bearings. If you put a two-inch offset rim extending out, you move the weight from between the two bearings onto the outer bearing, and you overload the bearing. Now, Timken and some of the other bearing people came out with a heavier bearing that's designed to carry that extra weight. The problem is the spindle journal that the bearing turns on is not heavier, and you burn out spindles, okay? So whether the axle flexes or not, you do not want a two-inch offset rim. Every axle manufacturer out there today has issued tech bulletins saying you want zero offset rims. Now, by flipping it around backwards, by flipping around backwards like we suggested, you're running aluminum rims. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Our our company actually taking the super singles off the trailer and putting duals back on. So I got these for $140 a piece. Goodbye. But what the point is that the center piece of an aluminum rim that the studs go through is about one inch thick. And by flipping it around backwards, you gain that one inch. And so instead of winding it with a two-inch inset, you wind up with a one-inch inset. Okay? You move the weight a little bit toward the heavier, larger bearing. You reduce the flex in the axle. The tires will wear fine. Okay. All right. It's just, uh, you know, I'm driving down the road. I look at my mirror. You can't see the axles. You can't see the tires. It's, like, so skinny, yeah. you know, like being stable and everything. Pretty stable, isn't it? Doesn't You don't feel it wanting to tip on you, do you? No. I mean, I don't have a problem. I've been doing it for a long time, but I got a rookie with me, and it makes me nervous uh. sometimes. <laughs> nervous for a lot of reasons. But don't worry about flipping the rims around. That'd be fine. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you much. More questions? You got more questions? I'm willing to talk. Um, not not this time. I'll I'll hit y'all up next week. <laughs> we'll, we'll be more than happy to talk to you next week, buddy. You have yourself a safe time, huh? All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Oh oh oh! I should have said, don't get launched. Three, two, one. <laughs> okay, what do we got next? Eight, one, three. Eight, thirteen. No freaking clue. How about you? You stick yeah. with Indiana? I'm going to go Texas. I'm moving around. This here's can you Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Good. Hey, cut on my cue. Hello. Let's be in a bar. All right, we'll come back to him later. All right.
Okay. Which one? Seven six nine. Seven sixty nine. I don't have a clue. Do you? Indiana. No, it's not Indiana. I'm going to go Kentucky. They dropped out. Okay. The other one. Can you hear me now? I hear you. 769 app. Jackson, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yes, All right. Mississippi. All right. I was working south, but Kentucky was too far north. <laughs> What's uh, up, I got a... I run, I run Centromatics on all three axles, and uh, I also like running beads and and, uh, and April as well. But uh, I was curious if if I'm running Centromatics on all three axles, is it necessary to use counteract or equal? Not use counteract or equal in conjunction with Centromatics. Putting two dynamic balancing systems together will cause them to fight with each other. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Now, if you want to put fixed weights on and balance the tires and rim with a spin balancer and then put centromatics or equal in or counteract to polish the balancing job, you can. I think that's overkill. But never put two okay. dynamic systems together. Right. All right. Now, that doesn't both equal and counteract tires. Yeah, they're both working in the but, same area. Yeah, it'll fight with each other. It's not a good idea. So, how do you like the Centromatics? They work. They work good for you. Oh, I love them. I've been using them now good. for about two years. I I ain't never put any 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 beads in, but I, I yeah, I told me I I could try it, but I want to get somebody oh. else's opinion first. Yeah, if you put the beads in, leave the Centromatics off. But if you've already invested in the Centromatics, why would you buy beads? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've already got a good product. I just keep. Keep going with it, okay? Thank you, sir. You'll probably have to buy another one. You have yourself a great day. You too, buddy. Mississippi. Better, better. We better label that Mississippi. We don't want to forget. M I S S I S S I P P I. Too many S's? Or too many P's? Ooh, I E, I got a P. Florida called back. Florida called back? Do we need to ask him something? Let's find out. Is he there? Maybe he butt dials. Could have been butt dial. Hello, Florida. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that was not butt dial, man. Hey, one more oh. quick question. Okay. Okay. Uh, about two months ago, uh, my wheel seals went out, both axles. Had, had them fixed. And uh, for the last couple months, my axles have been really, really hot. I mean, you put your uh, hand. Uh, you know, on an axle or an outside the tire, you can hold it there mm -hmm. about three seconds, and then you got to take it off. And now, huh. I and now I'm still having that problem with the uh, same axle. And now the back axle, driver's side, is doing the same thing. The only one that is not hot, passenger all the way in the back. And as far as I know, that's your main drive one, and that one's staying cool. But all are three. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's let's first let's let me first address that statement that the right rear wheel position is the main drive tire because that's a fiction. That's not true. Okay. Okay. The way the way the power works in your rear ends on a normal highway truck in the U.S. 
is the power comes in through the drive shaft and enters the top of the front differential. At that point, there's a spider gear. The spider gear will direct the power either to the rear diff or down into the front diff, depending on which one has the least resistance, which one turns easier. Once it gets into the diff, it will either go to the right rear or the left rear on either axle, depending on which end turns easier. Okay? Now, if I took a jack and I jacked up that right rear drive position, okay, and started the engine, put it in gear, and let the clutch out, that wheel that was in the air would spin. If I stopped it, set it down, and jacked up another wheel, and I don't care which one you jack up, and went through the same process, whichever wheel is in the air is the one that will spin. So the power goes to the lowest resistance point. Okay? Okay. Does that make sense? Good. Now, if you yeah, lock in the power divider, if you lock in the power divider, now the spider gear will send half of the power to the rear diff and half of power to the front diff. But which end of the diff it goes to will depend on which end turns the easiest. So you'd have to jack up one wheel on the front axle, one wheel on the rear axle, let out the clutch, and those two wheels will spin, and the truck won't drive itself off the, off the jack. Now, that's the way the power works. If you want to confirm that by tire wear, as the engine is torquing the tires through the footprint, the rubber on the lugs twist and wear off the back half of the lug. So you get a heel and toe wear on your drive tires from the engine horsepower. Now, if only one of them was getting the power, it would have heel and toe and the rest would be smooth. But if you go out and feel the typical truck, all of them got heel and toe wear because at some point they're all getting power as it pulses back and forth. Okay? Right. Okay. Gotcha. That's the, so we, that's, what do you think about the heat? Could be simply that the bearings are snug. Now, a snug bearing is going to run hotter than a cold bearing. The normal temperature range than a loose bearing, yes. A snug bearing is all they're all engaged, they're all rolling. Now, the normal temperature range for a bearing, and I'm tr I'm pulling this out of my memory, and the memory may not be right, but it seems to be the normal temperature range for a bearing is somewhere around 270, 280 degrees. And then as the oil passes by it, the oil takes the heat away, puts it against the diff housing, puts it against the hub, and allows it to dissipate. If you have temperature gauges on your diffs on your dashboard, you can watch the temperatures changing in your diffs if something is running too hot or too cold. The fact that they're warm doesn't get me too excited. How are the tires wearing? Are they showing cupping on the inside edge of the inside tire, or are they wearing nice and square? They're, they're wearing nice. Uh, like I said, two days ago, I just switched over to the super singles. Uh, but, oh, you know, so you I was always enough. curious. Okay, now, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. You've got the super singles, but you've got the rims flipped inboard or outboard? In. In. Okay, good. So we're not overworking the outer bearing. That's good news. Um, you're still carrying the same amount of weight as you were when you were on duels. You only got 8,500 pounds on each tire, which means only 8,500 on each spindle. Um, none of this gets me real excited. I, uh, the bearings, uh, the, the spindles and the hubs are going to run warm if the bearings are correctly adjusted. Uh, if the bearing was too hot, you wouldn't make it 300 miles. It would just flat fry itself out and, and freeze up, and then you'd, you know you got a problem. 
okay, so, so like, uh, like I said, I put my hand on it, and within three seconds, you jerk your hand off it. If not, you'll I, you'll burn your hand. Well, I, that's just because you're a wimp. <laughs> like I said, the, the operating temperature for the bearing is 287 degrees. I mean, it's, it's, it's not getting. It's okay. not even the oil hasn't heated up the metal to that temperature. You wouldn't be able to touch it. Right. Right. Um, I, I, I don't see anything here that gets me excited that something needs to be taken care of. I, I'd keep an eye on it. I'd watch it, but I wouldn't get excited about it. And remember, everything only gets looser. Yeah. As they wear, they get looser. They don't get tighter. Right. Okay. Cool. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. You bet. You have a good day That's and don't fun. get launched. You too. <laughs> okay, all right. How long have we been doing this? February. 26 weeks? Yeah, okay. Well, but how long for tonight? Uh, about another 22 minutes. 22 minutes. Then we got to talk to these other two people? Three, four people. Oh, look at They keep bouncing up here. I like this. All right. What do we got? 507. 507. Um, no, that's not right because it's seven oh five up there. Five oh seven. I'm gonna go Florida. Well, I'll go Indiana. Okay, my second guess is Jamaica. Florida. Right. Hello there. Can you hear me? Hello. Now? Mike. That's me. Go ahead, Dave. Thanks for the call. Hey, I got a question. I got a ninety four hundred. And wait a minute, wait a minute, we need to know where you're calling from first. <laughs> oh, well, I'm from Minnesota, but I'm in Georgia right now. Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay, Sven and Ollie Company, we can do this. Yeah, 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 it's uh, Minnesota. So, like, uh, got? I got the ST, ST244s uh, on the steers, and yeah. uh, I got 125,000 miles on them. And on the right yeah. side, uh, right tire, uh, I got the accented river wear. Uh, but on, now I have an abnormality uh, outside of the river wear on the outside groove. It's starting to uh, scallop or uh, get kind of mm. cuppy over there. Yeah. And uh, I got a slight, slight uh, pull to the right. Nothing real mm -hmm. serious. It doesn't take get up and dive. But uh, okay. as I was fueling, fueling before here, I was looking at it, and it looks like that rubber where it's starting to cup is starting to, to degrade a little bit. And uh, it's just otherwise, I get the tire's real good uh, shape otherwise, except for that area. Okay. Is there any feathered wear on that right front tire? Negative. No, it's, it's nope. nice and smooth all the way across. How did you balance the tires when they were new? Uh. Static with waves. Okay. You realize that tires tires do not wear the same all the way around their circumference through their whole life, and so they all gradually right. will out of balance, and then they'll start pounding themselves and start cupping. Okay, oh. that's the advantage. That's the advantage of a dynamic system like a Centromatic or putting balance beads in the tire. Every time you spin up past thirty miles an hour, it rebalances the tire so it's always right. Okay. I see. And if, yep. And if, you, and if you haven't balanced it for 125,000 miles, I'll guarantee you it's out of balance. 
I would say you're absolutely right because my last set that I had on here, I had 180,000 miles on them, and uh, they were. I took them out just because it needed to be, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I even have your book. Everybody should have that book. But <laughs> well, thank you. The second possibility is that your bearings are getting a little loose. Okay. The last one went 180, and these went 1.5. That's about 300,000 miles. Be something to check. Do you jack up that right front tire and grab the top of it and just wiggle it like mad and see if it'll go click, click, click? And if it does, all right, we got a bearing problem. All right. Yep. Like uh, when These I did the I bearings. Yeah, when I did uh-huh. the bearings last time, I did it the way you. Well, I kind of maybe I misunderstood it, but I uh, I torqued them down to seventy-five foot pounds, and uh, and and then that's what I used uh, for the front. But I think they were a little tight. And now I have your. Uh, your new methods out, and I got a sheet the other day, and uh, so I'm going by that 25 instead of 75. So, but since I did it your way, pardon? 75, 75 will work. It's just very snug for a lot of people. Yeah, people 20, nervous about it. Yeah, 25 is okay with an empty hub, no drum, no rims, no tires on a steer. All right. 35 would be what I'd set it with the tire on. Okay. That's the lowest that we'd want. That's the lowest that I'd want. And I've seen a lot of people go 50 and 70 and have real good luck. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. So, I, yeah, I, that's what I did last time. 75-foot pounds with the wheel on and, and uh, set it to that. And I haven't had any steel or wheel-bearing problems, but uh, I need to uh, do like you suggested to see if I got a little little play there. Yep. So. Yeah, because bearings don't get tighter as they get older. They get looser. Right. So, oh, so sure. how many miles? How many miles do you think it's been since you did that bearing adjustment? I'd say four hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, you better check them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we used to recommend yeah. this. You know, what what kind of track is this? It's an international ninety four hundred. Sure. Two thousand model. Deep keepers, man. That thing's fifteen years old. <laughs> you better take care of it. Yeah, we would normally recommend that those get adjusted about the steer on that about every 50,000 miles. You want to just check it. Yeah, you want to check it. Every time you're greasing it, you should be jacking it up yep. to grease the kingpins anyway. So you should be shaking sure. the bearings just to make sure they're okay. Right. Okay? So, yeah, 400,000. Uh, how, how often would you recommend retorquing it, uh, you know, for the wheel Only when it gets uh, loose. Only, only when it gets, when it gets loose. Yeah. yeah. Good rule of thumb. Yep. Pretty, yeah. Pretty common sense. Awesome. Broke, don't see- all right. Well, thanks a lot, gentlemen. I appreciate it, Mike. Hey, thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Stand in, Ollie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ollie. So, yeah. Yeah. 400,000 miles. Yeah. One adjustment. That's, yeah. You know, three years. It'd be worth it. If the bearings get a little loose, that'll justify the cupping, but he hasn't balanced the tire at 125,000 miles. That justifies the cupping. Yes. Two choices. Okay. Yeah. What do we got now? Uh, 214. 214. Oh, I know that one. I know 214. I don't know where it is, but I know 214. <laughs> I know 213. I'm going to go Illinois. Uh, I'm going to go Indiana. Okay. Illinois and Indiana. We're close. Midwest boys. We're stuck. We're stuck in the- Hello there. Howdy. I'm actually in uh, Illinois, but you should have guessed Texas. Should have gone back to Texas again. That was it. I knew That's 214 right. was familiar. All right. But yeah. you don't sound yeah. Illinois, and you don't sound Texas. I got that southern roll, mate. Southern hemisphere. Yes, you do. 
<laughs> um, what's up? Just a just a just a tip for the the guy that's sticking his hand on the wheel bearings and thinking they're hot. Um, water boils at two hundred twelve degrees Fahrenheit, a hundred degrees Celsius. He wouldn't stick his hand in boiling water, so it's hot. But he ought to buy a infrared temperature gun, fifty sixty yes. bucks. That would be a good idea. It's a whole but lot. then the problem is a whole lot better. Then the then the well, problem is he has to know what it's supposed to read. <laughs> right. There's, there's plenty of people with the infrared guns that are real nervous about things because there's no real explanation for what the temperature is supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, but but like if you if you check them, like you don't have to know what the temperature should be, but if you check them regularly and it's like, okay, it's at 130 degrees today. And then mm-hmm. two days later, and the weather's still the same, and you're still loaded the same. It's like, damn, it's 180 degrees today. What's happening? Something's wrong. So yeah. just by the spotting the difference, you can spot the problem, maybe. So I, I agree yeah, with that. But by the temperature gauge on your diff, it should be reflected there too, shouldn't it? Uh, so, ask me something. I know. <laughs> I like this. This is good. Yeah, a good tip, and I appreciate you calling in with it. Yeah, there you go. Have fun. Hell of a commute from Australia. You betcha. You too. East Texas, but it's a hell of a commute from Australia to get up here to drive. (laughs) (laughs) It was two fourteen. It was Dallas. I knew two fourteen was familiar. I knew. What do we got? This one's a little familiar too. It's three one zero. Three one zero. Hmm. I'm drawing a blank. I'm doing an old man senior moment thing. He didn't give you a Texas, did it? There it is. Okay. All right. Let's try three ones. I'm going to go Jamaica. I think it's. I just. I for some reason I think it's North Carolina. I, not, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to change. I'm going to go Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic because you haven't been had any. Haven't hit any Jamaicas. We'll do the Dominican Republic. Hello, three one zero. Yeah, that's an easy one. It's uh, Los Angeles County. L.A. All right. LA. Very good. You betcha. What's up, buddy? Hey, I got my front tires. I got the counteract beads inside of them, and they're uh-huh. they're wearing on the on the outside edge of both of them. And uh-huh. I, I caught your show a few weeks back, and and learned you know about how you measure to see if they're square, and and mine are right on the money. Good. So I, so, I'm. Go ahead. Is it on the outside shoulder of both front tires, or the inside and outside shoulder of both front tires? Well, they're fairly new, so the, it's the outside, and the inside looks like it's just barely starting. Okay. All right. So, and there's no feathered wear on the tire. If you slide your hand back and forth across it, it's smooth both ways. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Now, are you a long-haul driver, or are you a local guy running around in L.A.? I kind of do both. I do regional, and sometimes I do local work, but mostly, you know, I'm on the highway most of the time. Okay, let's talk about what happens when you drive regional, and local particularly. What brake and model of truck is this? It's a 2011 Cascadia. Okay, it's a Freightliner, which means it's got the uh, Dana, or not the Dana, the Meritor axle front of it. Okay? All right. Now, this Cascadia, 
Does it have the rack and pinion steering on it or regular steering gearbox? No, I have the regular steering. Excellent. That's very good. Now, when you are aimed straight ahead, and if you stand in front of your truck, your tires will look like they're straight up and down. Okay? Yeah. But, but if you turn the steering wheel to the left, and you stand in front of the tires and look at them, the right front tire, while it's turned left, will stay straight up and down, but the left front tire leans out on its outside edge. Okay? Okay. If, if you turn the tires the other way to the right, the left front tire will still look like it's up and down, but the right front tire will lean up on its outside edge. In other words, the inside turning tire leans up on its outside edge when you're cornering. See what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So if you do a lot of local stuff, you're going to wear the outside edge of both front tires. Right. That makes sense. Okay. okay. And there's you can do to fix it. It's just what's going to happen if you're doing a lot of local turning. Right, right. Okay, I had another problem too on my on my front drive tire. The two inside tires were wearing out on the inside edge, and they were brand new tires, all four or uh, eight of them. And yeah, but the wheels are loose. What, what I did was uh, it started wearing on the inside edge of the two the, the two front ones of the right. two inside tires, and I changed the bushings on my fifth wheel so that, you know, uh -huh. I needed it, and it seemed, uh -huh. to, it seemed to quit wearing. You know, I didn't never correct it because I heard it, you know, you can't fix it, but it did stop, you know, wearing like that. Well, I don't know how the bushings on the fifth wheel plate are going to stabilize that. What I'd be more inclined to believe is that the wheel bearings are a little loose, and it's cupping on the inside edge because the wheels can wiggle in and out as you go down the road. It so might be that all. Get, go ahead. Go ahead. It might be that all four wheel positions are having the problem, but the rear drive tires wear twenty five percent faster than the front drive tires, so the pattern shows up on the front axle first. Okay. okay. Now, okay. again, we talked to somebody earlier today about how to take a tire iron and put it underneath that axle and wiggle it and see if it's loose. I don't know if you heard that or not, but if you yeah, didn't. I did. I didn't understand the part about the crowbar part, though. Can you okay, well, again, a regular tire has one end that's bent and one end that's straight, right? Right, right. And one end uh, has a little socket like on it for the lug nut. Yeah, it has a, a little, lug, little chunk of nut uh, of metal on it. So you put the right, bent right. end under the tire, you put a socket down on the ground that uses a fulcrum, and then you push down on the other end of the bar and it pushes straight up on the tire. And if the tire's loose, if the bearing's loose, it goes clunk, clunk, clunk. You can feel it in your hand and you can hear it. Okay? Okay. Now, okay. now there's a video on our website at mdalignment.com. If you go to the video library, you can see a video on this, and it also tells you how we'd like the bearings adjusted to get rid of these problems. Okay? Okay. That's All right, great. buddy. Thanks for your I'm help. glad to help. Okay, and don't get too suntanned right. out there. I try not to. I, I'm a redhead, so I get skin cancer real easy. <laughs> I got the same problem. I've had cancer six times now. I've had it. I've had it like surgery twice already, but I beat it both times. Yeah.
But it keeps Good coming back. Huh? Yeah, All right. It. Just, you bet. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. Bye. Okay. Very good. We had a good one there. Yep. Okay. What, how long have we been at this? And we got a bunch more calls. Let's get as many as we can. Yeah. Holy cow, look at all the calls. They didn't want me to sing. I think some of these people are going to have to call back. Georgia. Georgia. What's 715. I think that's actually 715. Okay, I'll go for that. It might be Wisconsin. Hello, Hello there. Hello, you yeah, Wisconsin. Good, I'm doing good. How are you? What's up? Hey, the question is here's the question. I. I, I run super singles on the X Line Energy D on these uh, this truck, and I used to, I went to the Michelin uh, the uh, tire pressure. I'm asking about tire pressure, uh, where they tell you uh, how much pressure to put in, as far as the weight yep. goes uh, yep. with what your yep. I don't know what it's called. But anyways, the other day I heard Kevin Rutherford say that he runs these same tires, and he was running 140 pounds, and he backed them down to 130. Is it due to the fact of rolling resistance, less rolling resistance, the more tire pressure you have? Is well, what what is your take on that? Well, as far as rolling resistance, I don't care because I don't sell fuel. Okay, I'm yeah. worried about getting the tire to wear right. And what uh-huh. the pressure that's recommended in the Michelin book, the Bridgestone book, and all the other books is the minimum pressure to carry the load. Okay. Yep. You can run more pressure than that, and we tend to get better tire wear. But the pressure that's recommended in the book is the minimum pressure to carry that load. So let's say, when what did you see in that chart when you looked at it in the Michelin book? What did it tell you to put in the tires? 95, uh, 95 pounds. I would run yep. 105 automatically. I would automatically go 10 pounds over whatever they say, just to give myself some margin. Okay? Gotcha. Now, having Kevin Rutherford's people that we talk to and deal with, when I told them that was the minimum pressure and I'd run more, they started running 120, 125, and 130. And over a period of time, we've observed that not only did they get better fuel economy, the tires were great. So I have no problem with running 120 or 125 in the tires because we've seen people do it and get good results. But I also have to warn you, those people don't drive 75 miles an hour with those tires on either. Okay? Yeah. So it, there's got to be some balance in here of inflation versus speed. I got you. See, and I got the tire pressure uh, monitoring system on here, and it also tells me the uh, the uh, temperature right, of the, t- of the tire. But anyways, you know, if you put – I, I did go up to 110 on my tire mm-hmm. – but if you get rolling down the highway at, uh, uh, you know, I run 60 miles an hour. That's that's what I run. But if it's 90 degrees out, you know, it's nothing for that uh, tire to get up to uh, some. Well, that one day when it was really hot in Arizona, it was 138 pounds. Um, Agreed. You know. It's supposed to do under heat, okay? The one can that, that you started with was the starting cold inflation. We know that when you're operating it, it's going to go up past that, okay? So yeah. having 130 in the tire when it's hot, 138 when it's hot, that's not a problem. We're not worried about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's I figured that, but I just wanted to, because I was getting close to that 140 margin, which he was saying he was backing out of, but 
Oh no, okay. he he was starting at one forty. Right. I wouldn't That's start cold, at one forty. Right. Yeah. 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 The, the ambient temperature or whatever. Um, that's what he was putting them at. Okay, well, you answered my question, and just don't worry about it. As, as long as that, I'm not going to go, you know, I'd probably just maybe put a 120, 125, like you said, and that'll be good enough. You know, I'm not going to go away. Yeah, I've seen guys do that with good results, but but whatever the tire chart says, that's the minimum, and I'd put more than that in just to cover myself. Okay? Okay, and that's that's what I'll do. I appreciate your help, sir. Not a problem. We got more people. We have a lot of people tonight. And we're not gonna. Let's get to what we can. Huh? Six oh one. Six oh one. No clue. Uh, Arkansas. That's fine. Hello, Arkansas. Seriously, Arkansas. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Give me a break. What do you got? <laughs> uh, Mississippi builds up a whole lot better on that. Question I got. Is uh, uh, well, you're talking about tire pressure. Now right. I've noticed uh, during the summer and the winter, I changed my tire pressure. Yeah. Okay. During the summer, I bring it down to about 105. Uh huh. During the winter time, I take them up to about 115. Same tires I've got. I got over 130,000 miles on them, and they're still close to about maybe 18, 30 seconds on uh -huh. the tread on drives. Huh. Uh huh. Somewhere, somewhere in that because, neighborhood, yes. and now they've they've done with, really well. That's fine. Starting so, with a higher pressure when it's hot out controls the heat buildup, which is a good mm -hmm. deal. Okay, so higher pressure when it's hot really does make a lot of sense. Okay. Did I have the backwards? Higher pressure. You had it backwards. I put higher pressure in the winter. Lower pressure in the summer because the tires automatically going to expand to match the pressure that I run in the winter. Yeah, and the problem in the winter is you don't build as much pressure and you need more pressure. I can see the argument right. both ways. Now, what what does your tire chart say is the minimum pressure for those tires? Have you well, looked that up? The tire, it says one ten. On the side wall, are we talking about steer tires or drives and trailers? Uh. uh both, or just okay. uh, drives and drives and steers. Okay, the steer tires are carrying six thousand pounds each, and right, the sidewall says they were more than I do in the drives. Right. The difference is that the drive tires are only carrying four thousand pounds each. Mm -hmm. So the steers carrying fifty percent more load than the drives are. We find more pressure in the steers compared to the drives gives us better steer tire life. And that's right, but I keep I keep my fifth wheel, I keep my fifth wheel all the way to the back to keep from tearing up my steer tires. You too. Yeah. All right, buddy. And we it, appreciate it, the information. One more question. Sure. Now, uh, my uh, uh, my leveling valve, I've adjusted it to the point to compensate for the difference between the tires being hard and running down the highway uh -huh. for the bump I hit. Now, I reduced yep. it to the point, and it dropped by about maybe an inch and three-quarter to get a better ride and let the tires okay. touch the ground because you know how the back end of the tire, how the back end of the truck is going to sit higher because of the airbags by themselves, which means the frame is going to sit different. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I'll reduce okay. it down so all the tires will match and run evenly 
Now I've noticed since I've done that, I had some bad wear. But since I since I've dropped it down, that bad wear has basically gone away due to the even uh, even out the tires for the pressure of the road. I see. Okay. Well, that's an and interesting it's done idea. Pretty we good used... for me. Now, and, what uh, it, model it, of truck it, is this? A 2013 Cascadia. Okay. All right. Yeah. But uh, it increased my fuel mileage when I've done that. Yeah, it will. Good. <laughs> sure does. It, it increased my fuel pressure to uh, uh, 7.3 from 6.8. Your fuel economy went up. Yeah, my fuel economy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good news. We'll, uh, we, everybody got to hear that. We'll see if anybody wants to try it. All right. I thank you for calling, buddy. I can't argue with success. As long as it's working, you're getting the results you want. I think it's a fabulous idea. And as far as tire pressure goes, yeah, as far as tire pressure goes, the more you got, especially up in the steer, the better off you're going to be. Right. Could you carry more? I keep more more in the steers than I do in the drive. It's different by five pounds. Kadoki. All righty, buddy. All right. You have a good day. Thank you. All right. Uh, how long have we been at this? Well, we're over our hour. Okay, so we're going to have to call us tonight. Yeah. We still got more questions. We apologize that we didn't get to everybody tonight. This is the first time that's happened. I think so. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week. If you have more questions, next week's going to be open session. We're going to be talking about stuff. Open session, like the, the other didn't have a question about a vibration. Yeah, we hung up on all those people, yeah, we didn't we? Every time. Sure, every time. We're good at that. <laughs> we'll do it again. Thank you, folks. Drive safe. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.